I embrace the imposter syndrome, the worst player on the best team or the best player on the worst team. There's a constant battle between uh, negative self-talk self and positive self-talk. Whenever like, I feel the anxiety and my little demon in my head um, coming back, I'm thinking of what I want to become. Welcome to this episode of Woman Powering E-Commerce. Join me every Tuesday and Thursday as I take you behind the scenes of my journey as a female e-commerce entrepreneur. Together, we'll explore the highs, the lows, inspiring you to take action and achieve your own business goals. So let's get started. Well, today's guest is Frederick Grenier. She's a passionate and self-driven product owner at Novatize, which is an amazing e-commerce agency in Quebec City. So make sure to check them out. They're great. And a little bit about Frederick. So she's a passionate problem solver. Uh, that's, I think, one of her favorite yeah. things she does. And she loves uh, investment legends like Charlie Munger, Warren Buffett for their innovative ways to solve challenges. So welcome, Frederick. Frederick, we're so happy to have you today. It's an honor for me to be your first guest, Susie, I believe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm super pumped, super excited. Uh, thank you for uh, accepting to join us today. And last time we spoke, Frederick, um, I think you were telling me you've been working at Novatize for about three years. That's great. And one of the first things you told me was, uh, I treat this agency as if it were mine, which I loved hearing that. So <laughs> I'd like to know, um, tell us a bit about your background with Novatize, what brought you to it? So, so yeah, j j like you said, like I genuinely want Novatize to succeed. Like I treat it as my own. Like I'm like, What I like the most is to be surrounded by people who I admire. And there are like so many great minds at Novatai. So that's what I like most about my job. Like I believe that when you surround yourself with, um, self, with driven people, with people who are as driven by successes as you are, I realize I just found a work that feels like play in a way. Like I'm so, like, mm. like it meets my two passions, e-commerce and tech. So that's why I love my job so much. So my background, well, Susie, like I told you, like I've done the traditional path, like I have a bachelor degree in uh, administration, business administration at uh, Laval University. I always mm -hmm. thought that I would work in marketing. Like my mother, she was, and my mother and my grandfather, like they were on the client side, um, managing the relationship between the clients and the, the, the marketing agency. And like, I always wanted to, to do what they were doing. So like to be between the client and the agency, but in the marketing, like for me, marketing, working in marketing was like, I don't know if you watched the show Mad Men, but like, I wanted to be done. I haven't. Yeah. I wanted to be done Draper, but like advertising in the 50s, 60s and 70s and advertising right now where it's all Facebook ads, Google ads and stuff, not the same. So, so yeah, so all my studies, After, after my bachelor degree, I did an MBA uh, in strategic marketing and uh, international business. I've done lots of case studies and international um, case study competition. It's like uh, universities, they gather like one weekend and you work on case studies where you, you're isolated and you have a multidisciplinary team and you solve challenges and stuff. And 
it's like you solve challenges within different industries. So you really need to learn about every industries, what are the, the KPIs of every industries, like what's the business model of every industry. So it really shaped my brain so that now whatever I look, like even if it, it can be a chair, it can be a business, whatever, like I'm think I have like the business model canvas in my head and I'm not trying to, okay, what are their revenue stream? What are stakeholders and stuff? So it really shaped my brain. So that's where I, I developed my business acumen and stuff. And after my MBA, I was like 23. And I don't, I say 23. Yes, I was 23. <laughs> and I was like, not ready to go on the, on the market, the job market, because I felt like I'm too young for that. I don't know. And I always cherished the dream of working in the U.S., because uh, when, when I was growing up, I was a, a soccer player. So I played uh, co the collegial triple A. But like I, wow. I wasn't. Yeah. I've, so sports really taught me about work ethic and about like always giving, going the extra mile, um, giving the second and the third effort. So like I've never in my life all along my life, like I've never been the most talented, but I've always been like the, the, the one with the, with the bigger heart. Like I, I always, mm. I used to say like, never underestimate the heart of a champion because mm. heart can bring you further than only talent. So yeah. that's like the work ethic that I, I, I developed in sport, but I bring along me in my professional development. So, um, yeah, so I've always cherished the dream of working in the U.S. When I was young, I wanted to go to uni the University of Florida and I wanted to play soccer there. But like $50,000 a session, like my dad basically told me, Fredo, you got to find another dream because this one won't happen. <laughs> um, so after my MBA, I was like, OK, I still want to work in the U.S. And I really like want to see if that's what I really want. So mm -hmm. I was looking for internships. Like I, I, I think that a part of me just didn't want, just wasn't ready for the job market. So I wanted a way out. Yeah. So I found one, mm -hmm. but like a, a fulfilling one. Um, so I slid into DMs of like startups that I that I saw on Instagram, Facebook, and stuff. And I was just like, Hey, I have I'm a marketing specialist. I have a, I, I have an MBA. Blah blah blah. I can do whatever you want. I I want to scale help you scale your business and stuff. And I I and one time like there's a there's a guy who was who had a business that's called GoDeed. It's a mobile app, and. Mm -hmm. um, he said, hey, Fredo, we would be interested. And we chat a little and stuff. And he she said, like, we can't pay you. We honestly can't pay you, but you, we can give you a stipend. So we can pay your food and we can pay, like, your transportation and stuff. So, and wow. I had savings on my side. And I was like, okay, I know I'm not, I'm going to lose money, but I'm going to gain so much more. So I just went. So I, I, I left for New York uh, for three months working there. It was amazing. Mm. So I, 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 I lived in an Airbnb and I was commuting in Brooklyn and I was commuting to Williamsburg. And like there, it was, uh, it was really like a calling because it was, I was working for a mobile app. So I was surrounded by web developers. We had calls and stuff. And in my mind, just remember that I, I, I thought of myself as a marketing girl. Like I wanted to do, um, uh, I wanted to, to do to do advertising and stuff and I wanted to help the business go deed on that side. 
But I soon realized that one, I have no talent to take pictures. So my Instagram stories were horrible. And I have like, <laughs> I didn't feel the fire in me. Like it, it, it didn't enlighten me to, 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 to create like social media playbooks and stuff and trying to find like strategies. What really drove me and what really piqued my interest was working with the developers. And after like, The, the guy at Godidi would bring me on Madison Avenue and on um, the in, in the financial district on Wall Street to go meet with uh, with clients and agencies and there we were like how we were pitching them our solution um, to see how they how it could help them um, because it was an app that could help businesses um, to um, to further their uh, corporate social responsibility goals because like it was it was an app that was giving users the opportunity to give back to the community so to participate in events to to give back to the community so they had a strong B2B side and um, so that's where I, I just okay I really like being in the middle of clients and developers and so I came back after my internship and like I wanted them to sponsor me like I really wanted to move to New York but I missed my mom and my dad and my sister and my dog like I missed everyone but like still a part of me was like okay no but I, you need to focus on the goal anyways I came back into Quebec and then there was a programming boot camp I heard of a programming boot camp that was just starting and once again I think that this was just another way out because I wasn't ready for the job market but It was a fulfilling one also, once again. See, I have a lot of uh, ways to... Uh, um, and yes, yeah, so I enrolled. It's 18, it's 18 weeks. So like basically my, 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 my brain uh, was bleeding like every night <laughs> because you learn how to code, how you learn the basics. Mm -hmm. But like in, in a week, you can learn like five programming languages. Like I built, I, wow. I've done stuff that I don't know how I did them because wow. like it was, it, you're on adrenaline like in during 18 weeks. And after that, it's like you have all the, the, the basics to, to be employed as a junior developer um, by a firm and then like continue your training from, from there. But I didn't want to do, I didn't want to do the, um, I, I didn't want to become a, a junior developer. The reason I enrolled in this, um, in this bootcamp, I, I forgot to say, it's not because I wanted a way out. It's more because when I was in New York, I realized that, Yes, I want to be between the clients and the web developers, but like how I had the imposter syndrome in a way, like how can I be mm -hmm. the best suitable person to that for that role if I don't if I don't know how to code, if I don't know what HTML is, if I don't know like how you build an app, it, like everything I knew, I knew out of my intense curiosity. Like I know I knew about blockchain, remember in the two, in the 2000 um In, the, in, in this, that time, blockchain was very, like, à la mode. Yeah, um, yeah. So everything that I knew about, I learned it by myself. But really, I had no concrete knowledge. Like, I had no... I, I just thought of myself, Fredo, you have no credibility, like, to advise a client on what is the best technical solution for, for his problem and stuff. So when I arrived in Quebec, that's when I saw the opportunity to enroll in the bootcamp and I said, aha, that's how I can learn and be hands-on and that's how I can cure that imposter syndrome. And after that, I'm going to have all the tools in my, in my um, arc, I don't know, um, yeah. to, be, to be the best at what I want to become, at what I want to be. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. 
So I did that. After that, I, I got a, a job in marketing, but like, once again, I just thought, okay, no, this, that's really not for me. Like Google ads, managing Google ads and doing LinkedIn posts, like it, it really doesn't enlighten me. It's not my purpose. After that, I worked as a web, as a, um, web project coordinator and, uh, then COVID hit, then I lost my job. And then I just found one at, at Novatize as a uh, project management ma manager. And from there, I just evolved and I made my role evolved because like I, I also um, evolved along the agency and made the agency evolve. So my role changed from like a, 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 a project manager into a product owner. So mm -hmm. I helped I to shape the product owner role at Novatize. <laughs> I like to believe that it's just because I wanted this role so bad that I just made it happen and then like everyone <laughs> suffers because of me because of that no but um but yeah so and what sets me apart as a product owner is that I have such strong business acumen and intense curiosity and like like I'm really passionate like in my in my in, uh, during weekends and in my off time, I read case studies, whether it's technical case studies, so like like on shop on a Spotify engineering blog, on Uber engineering blogs. Like it's it's amazing the kind of gems that you can find there, uh, not only about the the business case studies, but also like the technical case studies. And so all my 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 business acumen mixed with like my technical know how and my technical skills and like not only my skills, but like the skills that I continue to acquire, because I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I, I, I like to say that what I like the most about my job is the infinite learning potential that we have in the field. So the fact that I'm, I'm so keen on like just getting better and learning something new every day. I, I, I read so many things and I feel like my <laughs> knowledge compounds over time. Yeah, so that's that's what sets me apart because I'm able to see, I'm able to see like what are the clients needs, really understand the client needs and then go back with my team and really think about, okay, but what are the technical solutions that we can build for them to fulfill their needs, but in the best way possible? Because like oftentimes when you deal with clients, sometimes the clients think they know the problem or they think they know the solution. Mm -hmm. And that's when, you know, in my intro, you, you talked about how I, how I admire uh, Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger, like for so many reasons, but one of them is because of their problem solving abilities is because like they use the inversion method. Like they see, okay, you, you really make sure to understand what, what's the problem, what's the issue, what's the need. And then you invert, you, you, you go back from there and then, and then you made you, you, you make your way to the solutions because like yeah. there, there can be many good solutions, but if you don't think it through, like there can be a lot of uh, bad solutions too. So in, mm -hmm. in, in tech, oftentimes like the solution needs to be scalable because maybe maybe now the the the, the, the client's problem is only in, in in this area. But like if the client wants to scale the, his his or her business, uh, the the solution has to scale too. So mm -hmm. that's that's the problem solving part that I like the most about my job. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know you can get a refund for all the late shipments from your e-commerce business? Yes, keeping your carriers accountable for their shipments is possible. With Buster Fetcher, you can get all the available refunds you have by creating an account in less than five minutes. Visit BusterFetcher.com and discover an effective way to reduce your next shipping invoice. 
That, that's amazing. And what I really love, uh, Fred, what you're talking about and saying is the uh, when you talk about the imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. a lot of people will see that on a negative side and see it as a weakness. But what I love with what you did is you took that and you turned it into a strength, which just made you thirstier, uh, even more curious. And you just took that in as fuel to learn more and just be the best in what you're doing. And I find that your your career journey is definitely very unique with uh, it brought you to do a lot of things. So I just be curious, what do you have like a big challenge you faced um, throughout your journey that you'd like to share and maybe let us know how you solved that? Yeah, but, but it's crazy that you that you're speaking about imposter syndrome because one of my challenges is overcoming the imposter the imposter syndrome on a daily basis mm. because like in me yeah. just like you said there's a contradiction I'm a, I'm a, I'm a lady of a contradiction but <laughs> me, I embrace the imposter syndrome because I like you know some people say like would you rather be the worst player on the best team or the best player on the worst team. Mm. And I would choose, like, anytime. I always want to be the worst player on the best team because mm-hmm. there is learning potential. I can learn from others and level up from from there. And I, I told you about soccer uh, earlier, but I, I, I was never the most talented. But, like, each, each year... I was in a better team and then I, I was the, the worst performing player. But then I watched all the, the great players around me and I just learned from them. And I, 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 I just strive to be better every every time. And I just put the heart and effort in. Mm. So so I I crave the, the imposter syndrome. Like I like that feeling because it keeps me humble. Um, mm. It keeps me from... Uh, it makes me want to get better and... I surround myself with better people and I, I learn from them and then I get better. But on a daily basis, it can be a really exhausting to yeah. always have to battle with the imposter syndrome. And I feel like one way that I overcame this is just reminding myself that like everybody feels the, everybody has the imposter syndrome. They're just like better at hiding it. I think, (laughs) or like if you don't have the imposter syndrome, then you just think you're smarter than you actually are. (laughs) I don't know. I just, I just feel Mm -hmm. like it's, it's sane to have the imposter syndrome because it, it, it challenges you to always get better. And I don't, you, you probably heard that quote before, but like to get, to get what you've never had, you must do what you've never done. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a, re- a huge quote, uh, quote girl. I have like so many. Yeah, I love it. But, love quotes. Yeah, but like I'm also like I have the imposter syndrome. So I'm also like a people pleaser and like at Novata, so I'm constantly in relationship with clients and I love that. But like I always like... I, I realize that I have a huge like uh, inner scorecard, so I mm. put a lot of pressure on myself because I want my clients to love me and I want everything to be I want them to be to be satisfied and it's it's really something that I I think at Novatize we really care about our clients. Mm-hmm. But like sometimes 
I put so much pressure on myself. Like some things are just out of my control. Like I do the best that I can and we as a team do the best that, that we can. But like sometimes like uh, clients, they will need to put the work on their side to work on their data and, and stuff. And I, I really want, I really wish it was that simple, like to create an e-commerce and stuff and to, you, that they don't have to work on their side. But truth is, like we do work on our side, but the clients also yeah. have to work on their side. So it's like, it's always trying to balance, like, how can I make them like me, but like tell them the truth in a way. And mm -hmm. like, sometimes I have like, you have to, 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 to talk about tough subjects, which is like, um, uh, cost overruns or maybe like the, 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 um, we will go live like maybe maybe they had a, a due date in time they had a go live date in in their head but we are going to postpone that go live uh, from two weeks or a month and because of things out of our controls so yeah that's something that i always have to 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 remind myself that i am doing the best job that i can and like this people please inside of me happens in my day-to-day -day life like in my personal life mm. too so I just have to remember what something that I really want to work on this year is like I want to work on like I want to have like an inner scorecard instead of having like an outer scorecard because I think yeah, I, I, I give too too much credit to others opinions of what I do like I should do mm -hmm. do things for yourself first and like the people mm -hmm. around you who love you like they're gonna be happy that that's something yeah. that I really want to work on, like in my professional life, but also like in my, in my personal life. Mm -hmm. I love it. Um, definitely there, I think there's, um, from what I'm hearing, there's a constant battle between, uh, negative self-talk, self-talk and positive self-talk. And it, it's just trying to find ways and tricks to like be on the good side of this and use everything that's happening. And, uh, people pleasing has two sides there's the bad side yes but there's also the good side and you can use that just like you did with the imposter syndrome yeah. it keeps you humble it keeps you on your feet so if you use that again as a force as a strength and to just ground you and make you realize what's most important in life and for you it just it's great it has mm -hmm. a lot of positives and i love the fact that you said you tell us what you've accomplished, but you're also not saying you've mastered it yet. So uh, it's still, you know, it's a daily something we all work on. And I love that you've been vulnerable about it because uh, definitely it's all something that we have to deal with. And people that, like you said, that don't talk about it, well, <laughs> maybe that should uncover something else. So yeah, um, yeah it's great. Um, I'd be curious, do you have maybe one piece, if you'd go back to your younger self, if you think back and maybe a, 10 years ago, five years ago, I don't know. Um, is there one piece of advice you would give, uh, to yourself today or to the, uh, the younger self um, from what you've learned? You can see like water in my eyes, but mm. yes, the advice that I would give my younger self is to not. It's not inflict on inflict on me what I inflicted myself. Um, mm. You you know, like we talked about, like my battle with eating disorders. So at the age of sixteen, I developed this um, an eating disorder, and um, I'm now thirty, and um, I'm still battling it. Um, so what, fourteen years now, 
And I would just tell the little girl, the little Fredo, like, please don't give up on yourself. Love yourself. Keep loving yourself. Like, realize that you are enough, that you deserve love, that you... Yeah, it was... Honestly, it was... Like, sometimes I think if I could go back in time, would I still really relive everything that I've been through? Because it's made me the the woman that I'm that I'm now because like I'm yes I'm so strong but I mean I yes. wasted so much time hating myself and destroying myself like literally waking up every morning with the with the one and only thought like how can I make myself more miserable today than I was miserable yesterday mm. and um it, all all along like I was really conscious about my problem like I talked about it and I, I I really wanted to I wanted to get out of it like I wanted to to get better to heal but like I wasn't I, I didn't think I was worthy of uh, doing the effort or I thought like I remember so I remember like maybe I was 21 22 and I was telling my mother like mom but what if I do all the work and get better but then find out that being happy, like, I don't like it. So so for mm-hmm. me, it was more easy to stay in my comfort zone being miserable than allowing myself to heal and see for myself if, if yeah, being happy, it's not that complicated. You just enjoy the little moments and it's just, it's just the little moments. I mean, there, there's not, mm-hmm. there's not more to that. And it, and it's life. I mean, that that's what life is. It's the little moments with the people that you love. And yes, you can have a great career. And, and, and I love my job. I love my work. And in a way, my work saved me from myself. Because when I when Novatis hired me, I remember the the photographs that we that we take every time there's a new employee and stuff and like mm-hmm. I was dead inside like you just look at my eyes and you say oh my god this girl is miserable but and Novata is like they, they helped me find that driven women who is a fearless leader who has always been a fearless leader but like who somewhere along the line like she gave up on herself in a way I, I didn't totally give up on myself because like I like you know like I did my MBA I went to working in New York but like I was way like I was 65 pounds like how can I I don't I don't even know how I, I did it honestly mm-hmm. but I did it and I succeeded and I just think it tells you a lot about like my persistence and tenacity in life but like what if I took all this power and put it towards something positive instead so sometimes I'm just like okay yes I did some great things but imagine if I took all of that and put it through something that was really fulfilling instead of like destroying so in a way like the the reason why I'm so grateful for Novatize and why I think maybe I think of this agency as of my own is that I, I believe that I give them so much. I give them so much and they, they realize like everything that I bring to the agency, but like they gave me so much too. And they helped me find that Fredo and they, they helped me uncover the women. I think that I, I've always wanted to become and that I was, I don't know. I've always been a fearless leader. I, I always knew I, w- I was going to accomplish great things. And I knew that the only thing standing between me and my 
my goals were was myself and my disease. So every day mm-hmm. I wake up and I just it's it's a constant it's a constant battle and I want to fight it and and that's what changed. I mean, before I wanted to have a magic wind wind to mm-hmm. to just heal. I didn't want to do the efforts because like I was so scared about doing the efforts. But now I'm like, okay, doing the the effort it's 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 terrifying. It's freaking hard. And, and sometimes I just don't feel like it. And I have panic attacks and I don't, and I don't, and I, I cannot explain it. Like maybe yesterday doing the effort, I felt strong enough to do it, but like maybe today I don't feel enough strong to do it, but I have to push myself to do it anyways, because if not, I mean, I cannot become the women, the CEO that I want to become, you, mm. you know? So that's, yeah. that's where my job helps me a lot because it keeps me, grounded on my goals like it it keeps me focused on my goals so whenever I don't feel whenever like I feel the anxiety and my little demon in my head um coming back I'm thinking of what I want to become career right career wise but also in my Mm -hmm. personal life like I want to have a a family of my own I want to have children I want to have two golden retrievers I want to live on a a beautiful I want to be able to enjoy the simple pleasures of life and yeah. so, so yeah, so if I could go back in time, I don't know what I would tell myself, but I would tell myself to love myself. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I mean, that's simple, but very powerful. That is such a good reminder. And uh, Frederick, thank you so much for opening up because um, I'm sure it's not easy, but the number of women and just anyone that you can inspire by just being open and talking about this, you have no clue to what extent it can help. And I'm sure someone today or many people today uh, needed to hear that. So that is really amazing. And um, just enjoying the little things in life, being grateful for everything we have yeah. uh, is is really important. And it's also what's going to bring you to your goals. I mean, those are wonderful goals that you have in I really wish that you can accomplish them all. You deserve them and you definitely are enough and just like anyone, right? Yeah. So we, yeah. we need to I appreciate heard, that. I heard someone's, I don't remember where I heard that, but like you, on, on being enough. And I think that it's something mm-hmm. that a lot of people relate, whether it's, it's with eating yes. disorders or not. Like, are we enough? Like the feeling of like, I'm not enough. Well, you are enough. Like the, the minute you were born, you were enough. Like you exactly. do not have to... Uh, you do not have to to deserve to be happy. Like you are granted this right the minute you were born on this earth. So you mm-hmm. are, have the right to be happy. So stop like thinking mm-hmm. you're not enough to be happy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Absolutely. I definitely agree. Uh, Frederick, your drive, your energy, your honesty are definitely contagious. Um, I'd love to know where people can go to find you online. So you can follow me on Twitter. So I'm a, you, I don't know if we can say that. I'm never going to mm-hmm. say oh, X or, or X or whatever. So follow me. Yeah, on yeah. Twitter. So at uh, Fred Grenier 12, Fred Grenier 12. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, if not, you can follow me on Instagram, Fredo Gre, Fred, Fred, Frido, G-R-E, like Grenier Gre. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, or on LinkedIn. I, I, I'm okay. not a huge LinkedIn poster. Like, like you say, I'm not a fan of LinkedIn posts, but... Yeah, follow me on Twitter. <laughs> it's the easiest way, and uh, I'm always on Twitter. 
Wonderful. Thank you so much for uh, sending out all of that information and also make sure to check out Novatize, uh, the e-commerce agency. And uh, that's wonderful. Well, thank you so much for your time. It was great having you today. Thank you very much for your time and uh, your here and your great heart. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for being part of this journey with me. I hope you gained valuable insights and inspiration today to keep growing and taking action towards your goals. Please follow me on social media. Also follow us on your favorite podcast platform to get notifications every time a new episode is uploaded. See you next time.